This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, guys, did you hear that LifeLock got hacked? Come on. Come on. Hey, listen. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. It, it happens to the best of us, you know? And unfortunately, it's becoming, well, it, we said it for a long time, breaches of the third certainty in life. What's the name of the guy, Adam, who drove around, the guy who started the company or ran it? Oh, Todd drove Davis. Todd Davis, and he drove around with uh, his social security number on the car. Or well, the- well, actually, it was a flatbed truck. Yeah. And when you asked him, when did he come up with the concept of, I feel so secure with my company standing behind me? that I'm going to publish my social security number. It actually came to him between the green room to the interview. And as he was sort of sitting in the chair, getting his makeup on and thinking about what he wanted to talk about, how he wanted to promote his company, he came up with the idea of saying, I'm going to publish my social security number and I'm going to challenge people because I have a great company standing behind me. I'm Todd Davis, and I'm here to prove just how safe your identity can be with LifeLock. That's my real social security number. How'd that work out for him? He was hacked a number of times, but (laughs) he stood behind him. I worked with you for years, 10 to be exact, for a company that you owned and founded. It was called, what was it called? It was called uh, DuckWalk. Oh, CyberScout. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and um well first identity theft 911 then idt 911 and then cyber scout when we went global it was never called duckwalk not that i can remember okay well regardless what cyber scout did one of its real strong suits it had a couple but one of its real strong suits was identity theft resolution it was founded in 2003 with resolution at its core one of the first companies ever to have that i'll tell you i have a chip on my shoulder about lifelock and i'll tell you what it is sorry lifelock i think you do great work and as a matter of fact some of the work that you do i'm intimately familiar with because a company i worked for did it before you did it but i always thought adam that cyber scout was alone in the kind of high touch resolution business so but that is very uh Germain? God, that's the word I was looking for to our topic today. Really? Oh, oh, my darling, darling Adam, Travis, may I introduce to you our guest this week? I wait with bated breath. Our very, very special guest this week is someone you and I know (laughs) super well. Who would that be? Well, it's none other than our own Adam Levin. I guess we better get started then. Yeah. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, Cyber Sinner. I'm Bo, Cyber Confessor, dude in the box with the screen, listens to the stuff and says say a bunch of Ave Marias unless you're Jewish and then I don't know what I say I say you know diet and I'm Travis cyber inquisitor Ooh. 
Coach. You're toast, baby. And today, we talk to me. Yeah, because you actually need some talking to, buddy. It's been a long time coming. Adam owned a company called CyberScout. Travis, you and I worked for that company. We did indeed. And we created content for that company. We did. And we sometimes had the flashlight underneath our chin because Chairman Adam wanted that flashlight under the chin. We were very scary. And Adam had t-shirts made that said, Scaring is caring. You did, and you said it whenever you could get a chance on TV. I even had some famous TV people say it. Yeah, no, Joy Reads to this day still says it whenever there's a cyber story. You're in the third year, well into the third year of your show, and you've often said, quote, scaring is caring. <laughs> yeah, and let's, let, let's just do a little scaring is caring, uh, as, as, we, as we like to say. So, Travis, we also sometimes were scolded into trying to help people and not just be scary. True? True. One of the reasons we know as much as we do about protecting yourself from crime is because, first of all, we've been gotten. I don't think in all the years I've known Adam, he's ever been gotten. True or false, Adam? Now, you know, Bo, I can't admit to anything like that. What? That I've never been got? Dude, I am like right now trying to contract with several people in North Korea, Iran, Russia, and China to hack the shit out of you. I appreciate that. But as you know, those of us in the cyber world, we don't talk about whether or not we've had an issue, and we don't talk about the fact that we don't talk about whether or not we've ever had an issue. So you hearing CIA vibes here, Travis? A little bit. But yeah. at the same time, if you forget to lock your front door, you don't go around announcing it. So I can sort of see the logic there. That's a true story. You know, when I was in, in uh, graduate school, I actually left the key to my apartment in the mailbox in the lobby. And I came back to find that I had been robbed. So Oops. it does happen. Yep. Well, how many times do people leave their keys in their car and then come back to find there's no car? Well, more often they find their car and the key where they left it, right? And that is sort of the 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 puzzle we're always dealing with is, you know, if I do this, will this happen? It might kind of depends on what else is in your, you know, mix. So be careful. But you are a wuss. I will say that in my case, I had to use uh, the, the identity theft resolution people at CyberScout a couple times. And Travis, so did you, I think. Yeah, I was uh, filing a tax return before, and then they uh, told me that someone else had already filed a claim. Oh, I don't remember then, that. Yeah, and I was a little bit okay. uh, freaked out. So they blocked um, you. Yeah, it got in touch with a CyberScout, and uh, they actually walked me through it pretty quickly. And uh, it was really helpful. It was one of those things where I was... Just, I, I remember thinking like that would have taken me days on end without having uh, that hand holding. Well, it was super high touch. And I also experienced identity theft. My social security number went walkabout in the Equifax hack. And the way that I found out was I just started, people started to try and utilize my credit. And I had credit freezes in place. And so I would get these letters. So if you have a credit freeze, 
and somebody tries to steal your identity, you'll get a letter from the place where they tried to steal your identity saying, we're so sorry that you were unable, your identity thief was unable to steal your identity identity. because your credit is frozen. No, they would just say, we know that you tried to open credit, but you can't get any credit until you unfreeze your, your, your credit, yada, 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 which is great. That means it's working the way it should work. I do have a story, which we've told on the show with Adam's friend, Herb, who called me up and he showed Adam zero remorse. (laughs) (laughs) He called up and he said, I just want to see if this thing is true. Uh, Would you unfreeze your credit for a moment? And so I did it as a favor to Adam. And then I forgot that I did it. (laughs) And my credit, my identity was stolen. Wow. <laughs> and in both cases, uh, Cyber Scout was there. And, and like Adam said, they just, they, they did everything. Like it was as though nothing happened. They wrote the letters. They, there was a few times where I had to get on the phone, but they'd be on the phone with me and they'd be like, Hey, this is all right, Bo. Now you say your name. Okay. Say your birth date. Say it. Yes. This is me. Push to, okay, we're done. The truth is that CyberScout was an exceptional group of people, and they did a fantastic job. And I just can't say enough about all the years we spent together, 18 years, 18 Yeah, years. and it was a cool company. It was a cool company. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't small. It was like, a, it was really chill vibe. But the other thing, you know, that we need to tell people, which is true, which is why you're floating around on your beautiful bionic unicorn that <laughs> that knows how to mix drinks perfectly you sold the company i did march of 2021 cyber scout was acquired by santique and then several months later santique was acquired by transunion so cyber scout still exists and it's a transunion company now now from my my point of view that um transition sucked why did it suck well i mean dude it sucked because from my point of view i slept well at night knowing that if something happened to me i didn't have to worry about it listen i'll tell you something guinevere came in to my office and she showed me her phone and she said is this okay and it was very clearly not okay she had clicked on a phishing email on a phishing oh, no. phishing text yeah and it was like a banking phishing text nonetheless and she had clicked through is this okay says she back when cyber scout was still around i would say it's fine let's just call up cyber scout but you know thank god we used to write content for them travis because obviously i do know the answer right right and i know okay Turn off your phone. You have to reboot your phone. Chances are you're good. Let's check everything. You know, is that an account that you're familiar with? No, yada, yada, yada. You know, there's usually a few steps in that kind of treachery. And she was safe. Travis, did, did you have that experience too, though, when they went, when Cyber Scout went away that you were just like, oh man. 100%. Yeah. I, I it sort of felt like, a, you know, it was like Han Solo without a Chewbacca. How about you, Adam? Did you have any of that remorse or sadness? It was kind of like, it was like when I felt like when Jake Sully was forced to leave the forest and go to the water in Avatar, I had that same sort of feeling. But Adam, you were 
essentially a Todd Davis. You were an Adam Levin and you were a guy who had a company like Todd Davis. So you were literally untouchable. Whether, you know, so Todd Davis got hacked or whatever. But it didn't really matter because he had this wonderful, powerful, talented force of people behind him that made sure they took care of him. Okay. So enter, I don't know, you. (laughs) (laughs) And I had this wonderful force of talented, spectacular professionals standing behind me. Well, right. So like if I slept well at night knowing Steven Isaacs existed, he was the guy that helped me. And I think he's the guy who helped you too, Travis. Yep. Yeah. He was really, he really knew his stuff. If that's how I felt about it, Adam, you must have felt, you must have felt positively naked. Let's say that Steven was always on my speed dial. Yeah. He's still on my speed dial. Now he just wishes me well and, and, and hopes for the best for me. But in those days, if I ever had a problem, if I had an issue or a question, and anyone that I knew or was related to had a question or an issue, Stephen was our go-to guy. So that that was sort of my whole whole reaction to the end of Cyber Scout, and it sounds like it was yours too. The by the end of Cyber Scout, I just mean the end of you being protected by it on the day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis. But Adam, you don't have to be uh, some big shot who owns a cybersecurity company to be protected. You no longer own one. And I know you just talked to Stephen Isaacs and you found out that you're still protected, in fact, by him. Indeed. He asked me if I was still insured by the insurance company I had during my Cyber Scout days. I said, absolutely. He said, then you're covered. You still have us. Well, that's great. That's, that is, um, you know, it's proof that you do not have to be in the VIP lounge of whatever cyber world you live in to be protected. Well, just like, you know, when you guys were talking about the fact that you thought CyberScout went away from your lives, the truth is, depending upon which insurance company you have, they're still there. Well, <laughs> probably not the case for me because I actually am still still a peon in the cyber world in terms of coverage. But, you know, I can call Stephen Isaacs because I happen to know him. And if I ever did have a big issue, I probably would. Yeah, I did follow up with my insurance companies, and neither of them are covered by CyberScout, unfortunately. But them's the breaks. But the question is, are they covered by somebody? Because yeah, that's, that's what I need to figure out, actually. Yeah. The point is, if you're not the boss of a cybersecurity company, there are a number of services out there that still give you the same kind of protection. So, you know, the thing about what the hack, which I really like, is that it's a no shame zone. And I think one of the ways that we can really engender that trust with our listeners and getting people to come on the show is to have guests like, um, well, you, Adam, on the show. R- really? Really? Is yeah. that? Oh, well, I, I, from what I understand. Is it, oh, it, yeah. Come on. It's time now. Okay. You are on, you're on the, t- the, not the middle diving board, but the very, very highest diving board, the one where you can do a bunch of twists and flips and cool stuff. And it's your time. It is your time now as a guest on What the Hack with you for you to tell the truth. I'm standing on the diving board and I'm looking down and it's it's a very, very, very far. All right, let me help you. I'm standing behind you. Yes. In a friendly platonic way. Yes. 
but I am just taking my feet and gently nudging them forward a little bit. Now look down. What do you see? It's even looking longer and deeper and further. Okay, and now I'm pushing you. Off you go. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rogue Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rogue's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. I actually have a, uh, a genuine question here, which is uh, where the uh, germ for CyberScatter IDT 911 started. To make a, a long story short, I was approached by a friend who was involved with a legal services company that was making a bid on a credit card portfolio for a very big Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. And they said that we think our bid may be too high, but we, if we had an identity theft component, we think that it would make our bid more justifiable. And you're in the credit world. Is there anyone that that you know that you could recommend that could provide identity theft services that would be part of our bid? And for several months, uh, I and a few of my friends in the credit world looked around to see if there was anything that would be what they wanted. They came back to me and said, nobody does it the right way. There are people out there that are marketing companies. There are some of the credit reporting agencies that are doing it as part of the services that they're offering people, but it's more like tip services as opposed to people actually doing all the work. 
Mm. But we think we can create a company that will be a resolution company first, identity theft protection, resolution services, and that will be our core competence, and that will make us different than pretty much all the other guys on the block. And it worked out great. And it sure did. That was in yep. 2003. So we're back up on the diving board. <laughs> I have just pushed you, and you're falling toward the truth. And the truth of the matter is, all those years, when I listened to some of my favorite people like Brian Krebs and Bob Sullivan talk about credit freezes, and of course, I was always a proponent And you of asked me to unfreeze my credit for Herb? I did ask you to unfreeze your credit for Herb because I knew that you had a large company standing behind you. Yeah. But you, well, also, knew, you also knew something else. And what was that when Herb asked <laughs> if you could unfreeze your credit? There was something else you knew. The reason why I suggested that he talk to you about it, because I knew you had frozen your credit, is that I confess, up until one week ago, I had never frozen my credit. Oh, wow. I love it. Now, now this, this actually makes sense to me. He had Stephen Isaacs on speed dial. He <laughs> did not need to freeze his credit. He, in fact, could walk around with his social security number taped to his back <laughs> and he would be okay. And, and it, and it probably was just kind of, uh, you know, adverse, like, I don't know what the word is, but like bad muscle memory. <laughs> what do you call that? Crampy, I guess. Like, no, I don't know. It's like, it was like whatever he was used to making a mistake. Cause it was a mistake that didn't matter. Wishful thinking. <laughs> you were betting that you weren't going to get got because you know, you've, as you've said, over and over and over in media interviews, you know, the only reason you haven't been hacked yet or experienced identity theft is because the criminals haven't gotten to you yet. And I sincerely hope that I can point them in somebody else's direction. But there's another thing that you actually quite amusingly said quite a bit as well, which is you should set up credit freezes. I did. Freezing your credit. The ultimate silver bullet. By the way, freezing your credit now is free. So you should avail yourself of it for you and for your kids. Well, it's kind of like, you know, eat your cereal. I do. It's, oh my God. So it's, well, it's, by the way, I feel like that should be spinach, not cereal, but yeah. yeah. It's, so you're saying it's kind of like a, a, it's good for you verbal tick kind of thing. Well, my mother always used to say, do what I say, not what I do. Well, and I would say again, you spent 18 years of your life with it, with a, the cyber security equivalent of the Secret Service walking around with you, and then oh, you I love became that. That's an excellent analogy. Yeah, but then you became one of us, and it took you a little while actually to set up those credit freezes. <laughs> it, well, it took me something like I know I'm forgetting something. Now wait a minute, it, you know, it's like. With Ambien, every day is a new adventure. So, hey, you know. But I know, I actually think I do know what it is. And it was that, that episode where we talked about freezing our children's credit. And mm -hmm. I've got, all right, since we're in the confessional mode, I, I never froze my kids' uh, credit. I never did it. Scandal. No, and now they're, I can't. They're, they're no longer minors. So I can't freeze their credit. And when I've told them, <laughs> they, 
you know, they're they're kind of in Guinevere's camp where they're like, you know, well, show me the phone after the fact. Is this okay? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's totally not okay. I have noticed that there's a bit of a weird uh, syndrome called like secure by proxy. If you're someone who like protects your own credit and everything like that, then uh, you know, your partner or your kids are, are going to be like, well, I'm safe, right? Because I'm near you. And you're like, no, that that's not how that works. Yeah, I mean, you... Uh, Travis, I assume that you do have credit freezes set up. Yep. And are your kids credit frozen? Yep. Yeah, after that last episode. But they hadn't been before that. But what about, right. and we had written a lot about that. So there's yep. a good example of the same exact thing. Come on. If this is a show about coming clean. You must have something for us. Do you wear gloves everywhere? <laughs> No, I've already uh, burned off my uh, fingertips, so there's no real point in it. <laughs> He's an annoying man, Adam. Yep. He's a very annoying man. If we're admitting things. So the follow-up question obviously is, when you froze your credit, Adam, did you also check your credit or do you actually have monitoring in place already? Oh, I have monitoring in place. That I've had for a long time. Okay. And so do I. Travis, do you have monitoring in place? I do. Do you pay for it? No. Okay. Adam, do you pay for it? Oh, yeah. I pay for it, too. What do you mean you don't pay for it? What kind of monitoring do you have in place that you don't pay for? I think it's through uh, Experian. Experian charges me. Oh. Yeah. What, are they, what kind of monitoring do you have? Uh, just something that lets me know what my uh, just credit balance is. Credit balance. Like, I get a weekly update as to what's happening. And then they keep on trying to get me to uh, pay for uh, further services. So that's a bit different than what we're talking about. Aha, right. Adam, we beat him. We got him, Adam. Yep. We got him. Got we, we, I mean, I hate to, we, come on, give it to us, Travis. We got you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is a very good example of all of us coming clean because that is actually why I don't worry so much when I do things wrong. Because I do things wrong. I think my way of being in the world is, well, as you know, I've been having health concerns lately. And my reaction was, oh, I'll just cut this metal tank in half <laughs> while I'm waiting for my medical re records to come in or whatever results. I did think it was funnier earlier this morning when I was talking to you and you're like, I have diesel oil in my beard. Like, It was not diesel oil. It was home heating oil. And it was really gross. And I think it's why my nose is bright red right now. But at any rate... <laughs> But whatever you is, do, do not lick your beard now. I'm, no, I, my, Guinevere gave me a bottle of Dawn soap, dishwashing soap, put me in the shower room. It's like, you wash that out. And don't come out until it stops smelling like oil. And so I was, did like I pretended like I was in the Gulf after an oil spill and just kept working until it came out. <laughs> but the, the, the point is, we all you know have our tolerance for risk. Mine is higher than Travis's. It's similar to Adam's. I pay for this service. But the other thing is like when the last pass hack was revealed, it took me a good week to go and reset my master password and go in and reset all of my financial records. And it took me that long because somewhere in my head, I still have it in mind that it's going to take a while for the criminals to get to me for that lottery to hit my right. number. And, and, you know what? That might work in your favor, but it might not. And in my case, Adam, this is where I think 
you and I have a very strong game. We use multi-factor authentication. We use monitoring services. We've now frozen our credit. <laughs> you have, yeah. But the but the, for Where's me- my credit a minute and a half ago? You but know, the transaction like alerts, I know you do have set up. There's one other thing that I, that I do too. In addition to all those other alerts, because I am paranoid, I do check every single account that I have every single day. And I'll tell you something, guys. So this weekend, I was doing a kind of routine. After the last pass breach, I decided it was time to just kind of go through my accounts, my financial accounts, and make sure everything was, was the way it should be. And what did you find? I found it wasn't the way it should be. I found an email address that was not me. It was... Mm. Somebody got into my my main bank account nope. and changed that address. That is no bueno. No. And I would not have known. And my guess is it just happened because, you know, nothing was amiss. Nothing, no money had gone walkabout. I very quickly went through all of my information and changed it to my correct information and changed my master password and made sure every kind of two-factor authentication was set up, which it was. And I was, I was really surprised that that had happened. And if you think that means that I wasn't hacked, you're wrong. I was hacked. Somebody was in the middle of figuring out how to take over my bank account. And they hadn't figured it out. Maybe that's as far as they got. I don't know. But here's the thing is, I don't think he was gettable even without the credit freezes because everything else was set up. And this goes back to the deviant Olaf episode and his concept of the Swiss cheese approach to cybersecurity, which is one slice of Swiss cheese has holes in it, but it, as you stack up the layers of protection, it becomes uh, impenetrable or you can't see right. through it anymore. And so I actually think, Adam, to Travis and I are going to sit here as your confessor, confessors. I don't know what Travis's opinion is, but I think you were fine. I think you were, you've, you've created, you've put another layer of Swiss cheese in the, the stack, but it was already opaque. Agreed. I think it's something where um, keeping an eye on your accounts is uh, one of the uh, main sources of protection that you can have. Even even above and beyond all of the mechanistic things that we pay for? Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you find out that you got hacked within a day, you're pretty much okay, right? Yeah, that, that lets you know uh, that something's amiss and that you can uh, respond to it. You can uh, take immediate action. And that's uh, super important. Okay, I'm going to look at my bank account right now. The important thing to do as quickly as you know is to is to act immediately. I totally agree with you guys because... You can stop someone in mid-act. Right. But if you sit around, it's it's not going away. And it's only going to get worse. Well, yeah. it's that thing that uh, we saw with Brit a couple of weeks ago. It, it was obvious that someone was in her account and then just was kind of doing like a, a test transaction before taking a larger amount out. And that if you can actually uh, jump on that as uh, quickly as possible, that's how you can uh, prevent that from uh, becoming a like a larger issue. All right, everybody check your bank accounts right now. Ready? I have not had any money stolen from me today. Yeah, I think I'm good. That said, my credit score, do you check your credit score every day, Adam? Uh, I don't check it every day. 
Travis, do you check your credit score every day? Uh, once a week. I check it once every, you know, at least every month. But I do pay for the service so that if anything changes, I get an email. And that includes like when the bank that holds the loan on my car sells it. I get like six notifications, which is a drag after a while. And and there's and that gets to another point, which is you can have too many alerts set up mm-hmm. and it will cause you to be in the habit of ignoring them. Yeah, it becomes background noise after a while. As long as you pay attention, you could have as you could have as many alerts, you could have a festival of alerts. You really have to pay attention. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes dot com. So, Bo and Adam, you guys know I'm a bit of a uh, privacy geek, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, totally. I, I really just don't like the idea that just about anyone can find you online, can find out where you live or your email address or your phone number or anything. I just think that entire idea is super creepy. There's so much of my data already out there, but is there something that you can do? Yeah, actually, you can use Delete Me. Delete Me is a service that pretty much does the heavy lifting for you, where they go to all the data brokers that they have on file and uh, just pull your data and delete it on a regular basis. I use it. I like it. And they make it quick, easy, and safe to remove your personal data online. Well, yeah, with these data brokers, they can accumulate huge amounts of your personally identifiable information. And if all that information gets into the hands of a bad actor, that opens you up to a lot of risk. And if you act now, you can get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and use promo code WTH. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and enter promo code WTH at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash WTH, promo code WTH, which stands for What the Hack. And we thank you for supporting Delete Me and What the Hack. All right, it's uh, time for the tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway to help keep you safe. Yep, and this week, our topic is... um, Credit freezes? No. Pudding. No. Uh, Check your credit. Check your accounts? No. Two-factor authentication? No. Fingerprint your children? No. Put chips in your children? I know. What? All of those things. Oh, there we go. (laughs) 
seriously. Protecting yourself from identity theft is a multi-layered thing. Yep. Well, it's like the three M's. Minimize, monitor, manage. Okay, minimize what? Minimize your risk of exposure, reduce your attackable surface. Okay, so don't walk around with your social security number taped to your back. Yeah, do that. Long and strong passwords, two-factor authentication. Freeze your credit. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Shred. Make sure that your uh, your shredder is cross-cut and not ribbon-cut. Okay, well, what's, and the second one, you can minimize all day long. You're maximizing the minimize. So what's, what's, the, <laughs> what's the monitor? Monitor. Monitor. Yeah, yeah. Get your credit reports. Actually read them. Monitor your credit scores. Sign up for transaction alerts with your credit cards and your bank accounts. Look at your explanation of benefit statements from your health insurers. Think about more sophisticated forms of credit monitoring other than what's my balance. And what is manage? Manage the damage. It's like, Bo, in your case, when you, you found out that somebody might be crawling through your bank account, you went in, you corrected the contact information, and you stopped that particular problem. We hope. But consumers have another benefit, too, and that is through your insurance company, your financial services organization, or your employer. Programs are available to help you through identity incidents. At the end of the day, um, it's a huge and uh, stressful experience to have your identity be stolen. And just a few of these, just kind of taking these precautionary measures, I think, is essential toward being able to avoid that happening. And, um, you know, it's the uh, ounce of prevention that's worth a pound of cure, ultimately. Well, whatever time it takes to do these prophylactic things is nothing compared to the time it's going to take to unravel the mess you find yourself in if you become a victim of identity theft. Exactly. And if you feel like we've said all this before, today's episode is a perfect example that sometimes we need to hear it over and over, and over again and before over. we take action. Uh -huh. And that's our tin for us one. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please share an episode with a friend and leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people find the show. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media produced by Andrew Stephen. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.